Hello and welcome to Engagement Express, the podcast series for HR, engagement and communication professionals or for anyone just interested in employee engagement. I'm really excited to be here again for episode 16, where as usual, I'll be giving you inspiration and tips on how to increase engagement in your organisations. My name's Katie Seache and I'm an internal communications consultant who's worked with many well-known global brands to support their colleague engagement strategies. Join me every fortnight to hear more about the things you should be reviewing and doing regularly to increase engagement. In this episode 16 of Engagement Express, I'll be exploring email as a comms tool. So what's so great about email? Email came to the fore as an easy way to communicate with clients and employees in the early 90s. It was the ideal solution to the time and effort commitment required by prior vehicles such as face-to-face discussions or telephone calls. Once the email client was installed, with all company email IDs included, it provided an easy way to make contact and to provide news, instruction or an update to either an individual or many stakeholders. The main players in this space were Lotus Notes and Microsoft Mail. And although I never experienced Lotus Notes, I have heard anecdotally that it was an excellent tool, affording users a robust platform to send mails electronically. Alongside this was Microsoft Mail, which is Outlook's precursor, which also came into use around the same time. I was surprised to learn that Bill Clinton was the first US president to send an email to another head of state as late as 1994. Electronic mail created a whole new virtual communication ecosystem where information could easily be shared in a matter of seconds, including additional large amounts of content in file format. It's no wonder then that it was embraced and adopted by companies who suddenly had no need for internal couriers. People did use to carry documents from office to office and still do in some instances. Relatively large amounts of data could easily be exchanged with employees or clients in totally different offices, regions, countries and continents. The instantaneous nature of email meant that this could easily be achieved very quickly with minimal effort. The only challenge became apparent when the great and well-known assumption and illusion that communication had occurred when it actually hadn't came into play. The email had been sent, so whatever it contained had been A. Received, B. Read, and C. Understood and absorbed. If only we knew. So, what's the allure? What makes email such an attractive go-to channel that is often favoured ahead of other comms platforms that foster collaboration and support relationship building? Well, it has to be the speed. Efficiency is at the core of email as a comms channel, and most companies cover speed and efficiency above all else. Doing business quickly is an attractive proposition, but what does it come at the expense of? 
We have all been in situations where we have entered into a kind of gladiator's arena when we see an email that may perhaps come across to us as slightly contentious. We then fire off a response, usually knee-jerk, that we will typically later come to regret, that ramps up the ante. It's widely acknowledged that the main challenge with email is the lack of context. The reception an email will receive is entirely dependent on the mood of the recipient at the very point when the email is opened. What if they're not on good form that day, just been chastised, made an error, or simply got out of bed on the wrong side, as we say in the UK, or are in a bad mood? What then? I have received a few responses to emails I've sent which have come across as slightly negative and have taken me by surprise. On the flip side, I have also looked back at email responses I have sent and wondered why I had responded the way I did. Nowadays, the wise amongst us are advised to read an email, set it to one side, if it's not straightforward or has irked you somewhat, and revisit it sometime later, the next day if possible. This practice always works and ensures you give the sender a second chance to make a first impression. So why does email sometimes cause such bad reactions? Well, for one thing, it doesn't come with any indication of tone of voice, style or sentiment behind it. Occasionally, you may see the odd smiley face emoji, but even the eponymous yellow head with all its positive connotations, can come across as passive-aggressive, or just aggressive. I go too far? I don't think so. I have been asked for a second opinion on what I deem to be the most innocuous of email messages, containing not the slightest element of contentiousness. Nevertheless, the recipient thought otherwise. So how does email stack up against other channels? When we look at lean and rich channels, we look at how effective each channel is in relaying information, ensuring that information is understood and absorbed, and most importantly of all, creating ways for the recipient or recipients to provide feedback on the message or to probe further. So as an example, email is quite lean, because whilst it's two-way, in other words, the recipient has an opportunity to respond, that interaction is not performed in parallel. There is a time lag, and it may well be the case that your intended recipient does not receive the message due to some unknown technical error. Even if they do receive it, there is no guarantee that they will respond anytime soon, or in fact, at all. At the opposite end of the scale, are other channels that do all of the aforementioned things, but also ensure both the sender and receiver have as much opportunity to embellish their messages and add meaning as possible. Communication, as we all know, is not as easy as it looks, and meaningful communication is even harder. So face-to-face -face conversations in person are one of the richest if not the most rich channels of all, because any room for misunderstandings is minimised. Disagreements can quickly be acknowledged if not resolved. 
and each party has an opportunity to get their points across, for their points to be listened to and understood. Even if there is no agreement, there can at least be a mutual respect fostered that contributes to agreement or compromise further down the line. The happy medium between lean channels like email and rich channels like face-to-face -face interactions are in person are social collaboration and community platforms like Workplace and Yammer or forums like Slack. Setting aside modern technology, good old-fashioned telephone conversations provide quite a rich mechanism to exchange ideas, discuss and work through problems, as well as innovate and generate solutions. Of course, the leanness of email as a communication channels assumes that it is used in isolation without reference to other channels to support the communication. But email is best used in collaboration with other channels. How many times have you sent an email to a colleague who you know fairly well and received a phone call or direct message in return to request further information or to clarify intent? It's happened to me many times and always makes me wonder what damage would have been done if the email was sent to an unfamiliar colleague without the advantage of a prior relationship to buffer the impact. So where do we find email in 2021? There's no doubt that it's not going anywhere anytime soon and is a valued and valuable channel that organisations need to reach a large number of employees in different locations, countries and time zones, quickly and cheaply. Which other channel provides the immediacy and opportunity to share large volumes of information with a large number of people with minimal effort, resources and fuss. Email has come some way since its emergence as a corporate communication tool in the 1990s, but its greatest strength is also its greatest weakness. The emergence of email platforms like Popolo are challenging standard email usage, at least for large corporate message mailings. What can't be denied is the ease with which email allows individuals to quickly contact others in their organisation and for that contact to be immediately received, possibly read and maybe acknowledged. Thanks for listening to episode 16 of Engagement Express. I think we can all agree that email is a fantastic tool but does have its challenges. Please do listen, rate and subscribe to this podcast, or you can reach out to me via email at kataciche at wheretolookcoms.co.uk or via LinkedIn at kataciche, that's I-S-I-C-H-E-I. -E I'd absolutely love to hear from you. And remember, opportunities to engage are everywhere. You just need to know where to look.